Hello everyone and welcome to Deluded, the Melbourne Demons fan podcast. My name is Kira Naya and I'm here with the happiest Melbourne supporter in town, Nita Rao. Hello everyone. <laughs> now Nita, after the first quarter of the game against St Kilda, uh, you were furious and I was a bit worried that you were going to throw the computer into the wall and break it. Uh, what were you thinking <laughs> at that moment? Uh, I was thinking this is a repeat of... 2016, 2015, 2014, 2013. I, I genuinely thought we were going to lose by around 100 points. The team was playing so badly. It was a terrible, terrible it was feeling, so wasn't it? so bad. And it we got so, so excited before the oh. game and to see it all happening again. It was terrible. I mean, thank God they lifted. And to be fair, you did say that they couldn't play any worse than they did <laughs> in that first quarter. So it was lucky they lifted because, honestly, there were going to be some broken balls in my apartment, which we would have had to have paid for. Um, <laughs> it was an incredible performance, wasn't it? And what a great way to start the season. I mean, how excited should we be right now? You know, it's still round one. So, I mean, it's hard to know. And to be fair, we are capable of playing some abysmal football, as that first quarter demonstrated. So, I mean, I think, like, quietly confident, right, is probably the right attitude to take. I mean, at least they managed to come back and obviously have a really good win at the end. But... Jesus Christ, I've got a long way to go, I think, before they start becoming a team which is capable of delivering, <laughs> like, four quarters of good performances. What do you think? I think that's right. And I think that um, Jordan Lewis's reaction was spot on. Yeah. Um, I mean, he essentially said after the game, this is just one game. It's not a final. We shouldn't get carried away. We have exactly one hour to celebrate, and we get back to the training track. He's a hard man. He's a hard man. He doesn't mess around. He doesn't mess around. (laughs) Okay, well, why don't we go to the takeaways from the game? So, what were your takeaways, kids? I mean, you know what I think of Clayton Oliver. Uh, what Love a him. superstar. He's and a what a performance from him. I mean, I stand by what I said uh, last week on the podcast. I think by the end of next year, he'll be our best midfielder. I just think he has at so the end much... of next year or this year? I think at the end of next year. I still think Viney is the best midfielder this mm. year uh, across the season. But I think... Clayton Oliver has this incredible knack of finding the ball. He's got very good vision. He doesn't get hurried. He's got amazing hands. He's got great hands. His kicking could still do with a little bit of work, but it's definitely not bad. Mm. Um, I mean, his, his poise under pressure, I think, is yeah. incredible. He's amazing. I, I love him. He's yeah. a gun, and he's got the funniest-looking head out of everyone in our list, I think. He wins number one head yet <laughs> again this one. week. <laughs> um, what about you, Nita? What stood out for you? So Sammy Wiedemann stood out for me, and not just be- not because, of course, he <laughs> he only kicked one goal, I think, and he had that one horrible miss <laughs> when he was right in the goal square. But I think he stood out just because he um, – I just, I just really – think he shows signs like the way he attacks the contest he sort of really leads up at the ball I just I think it's really really exciting for Melbourne fans to see what he could what he's going to be producing over the coming years and you know that one goal he kicked I thought was beautiful um it was wasn't it it was a very good goal it was a very very good goal and then he set Jesse up crucial crucial moment moment. and then he set Jesse up for another goal I, I think he's he's got a long kick and I think he's he's going to be an exciting prospect well the thing about him is I think unlike some of these athletes that get drafted He's a natural footballer. Yeah, he is. He's also an athlete, but he clearly knows what he's doing. He's yeah. smart. He makes he's the right post. decisions. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to be an absolute superstar. I, I agree. Think the real question is, when will he really take off? Yeah, see, I don't think he'll take off for another couple of years, to be honest. I mean, I think that he'll show signs this year and next year he'll get even better, but I don't think he's going to become a consistent um, producer of goals until around 20, probably 2019. What do you think? I think that's right, and that probably times well for our premiership tilt. Really, I well, love. Um, we've had one winner already in the premiership. Uh, we're already in the premiership window in two years. I, I think we probably are in a couple of years because I think our young players will get to the point where 
They can consistently impact games, the Olivers and the Petrarcas and the Brayshaws. Mm. Jesse's simply going to get better by that age. And then if Wiedemann is at the point where he's kicking, you know, 40 goals a year, yeah, that's a pretty imposing team. It is, it is. Well, hopefully so. I mean, look, I think that there's a lot to be done, particularly just because we are quite reliant on our senior players. I mean, in the second quarter, we were really reliant upon Jordan Lewis and Nathan Jones and um, Bernie Vince to get back into that game. Right. So our, our kids don't have the maturity level, I don't think, yet. Well, that takes us to the next uh, takeaway about uh, Bernie Vince. Yeah. Um, I mean, a very, very impressive performance. And I have to be perfectly honest, I had a little bit of scepticism about Bernie going into this season. He had a very flat end to last year. His kicking was off. He seemed to make some bad decisions at God, crucial that moments. that Gold Coast game was horrible. <laughs> Gold Coast game was horrible against um, Carlton, where he got done holding the ball yeah. with just no awareness. And he looked like he was just a step off it. You were ready to say he was cooked. Oh, well, let's not say that on air. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to admit that. But what a, what a fantastic performance so from him. And I, I regret my criticism you because <laughs> he, he looked like the player he was a couple of years ago. Yeah. He obviously just had a bad end to this season last year. But, I mean, I think he'll pick up now, particularly because the team has improved so much. And one of the reasons for that improvement is our next takeaway, which is Jesse Hogan. Jesse's back. Jesse he's back is with back. a vengeance. Oh, geez, he looked good. Didn't he? he looked so good. He's got he's his marking everything. Back. I know, and he's got a smile on his face. He looks like a lot much happier yeah. person. Yeah. You know, I, and I love him on the ball. He's just he can do everything, Jess. Yeah, he's good. He's really, really good. He's I'm so, so happy we kept him. Oh, uh, me too. Yeah. I mean, all this other media conjecture, which was about how it wouldn't be disastrous if we lost him. I mean, I just thought that was out of nonsense. Like, we needed him so badly. Our forward line would have been horrible. And we might have gotten, you know, maybe we probably would have gotten, like, a couple of top ten picks for him. But that doesn't compare to, you know, the player that he is and what he brings to our team. Absolutely. And we were discussing this from the wreckage of the Mark Neal era. Yeah. Jesse was really the huge payoff. I mean, you could well, it critique... definitely wasn't Don Barry, but... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Don Barry. Although that was unlucky, but... I mean, or Jimmy Tumpus. Or Jimmy Tumpus. But you can pay out Mark Neal for a lot. I still think it was a gutsy move using that um, pick three mm. on Jesse, uh, who was quite a young player, I think, at the time. I think yeah. a 17-year-old in WA. Um, I'm surprised that GWS gave him away, you know, because he was one of their zone players. I'm just really surprised that they gave him away. Because, I mean, they picked up Cloudman, who, in comparison, like, it's not even... It's not I a mean, contest. It's not even a contest, really. It's really odd that they did that. Right, right, right. Yeah, I don't know. I think we're very lucky to have gotten him. Yeah. Uh, and he seems happy, which is which is terrific. Um, so, Jesse's back, so we're Jesse's all up back. and about. Um, what about some of the debutants? We had um, four debutants this week. Um, let's start with uh, Jordan Lewis. What did you make of his impact? Well, he's come a long way from what we just learned was him, him and the other Hawthorne boys used to drive past Gosh's paddock and abuse the Melbourne players. <laughs> um, so he's, he's come a long way in the sense that he now is, seems to be, you know, contributing to Melbourne's success as opposed to berating them for their failures <laughs> on a regular basis. Um, look, I thought, I thought he was really good. He turned the ball over a couple of times, but I thought in general he was very, very good. He's so composed. Everyone else panics so much, panics so much, and he looks always very chilled. Right. Mm. Oh, he was terrific. I thought he was really good. What about uh, Mitch Hannon? Oh, he was a revelation, him. wasn't he's he? He's a revelation. I really liked him. You kept saying that he looked like a, he looks like a dog's play. He kind of looks like Lockie Hunter, doesn't he? He looks like Lockie Hunter and he plays a bit like him. He's just a very... Just because like, he was an ex-VFL dog's player, Kieran. That's... <laughs> no, but he's just a kind of a skinny player. It doesn't look like much, but he's just classy. Yeah, he knows what him. he's doing. He's yeah. very quick at getting the ball off. Good pressure. I liked him. I thought he was great. He's definitely going to be in the team next week. Right. He, d- he didn't even play a JLT game. And he, no. And it was a very impressive pick by yeah, the coaches. Yeah, I think that's right. What about Melksham? Melksham, look, Melksham I'm a little bit unsure about. I think he's a very solid defender, 
But I think he will be under, under some pressure for a spot as the season goes on. Because, look, Michael Hibbard will surely come back into yeah. the team when he's fit. Melksham, I think, is playing a similar role to Hibbert, really. A kind yeah. of a half-back who pushes up a little bit. Um, he gave away a few free kicks yesterday. He gave away some free kicks. And he made some, I mean, he did some nice things as well. Yeah, he did. Um, I'm not sure whether he has like an enormous amount of polish. He definitely has some speed. Yeah, which is what we need, really. Yeah. But players like, I think players like Tommy Bug um, will Harms. also be competing. Harms will be competing. We've yeah. got a lot of players who play a similar role. Yeah, I agree with that. So it'll be interesting to see whether he holds his spot for the whole year. But he's yeah. an experienced player, which is something that's useful for our defense. That's true. And he's, I mean, look, the, the fact that we even have, need to have a discussion about who's in our best 22 now is a pretty good position to be in, right? Because, yeah. I mean, everyone's just going to be competing so heavily for spots now. Right. Um, right. What about Joel Smith? Joel Smith. Love Joel Smith. Poor guy. I felt bad for him. It is so unfortunate. But he played a really excellent festival. Doesn't he look exactly like Hal? He looks like a combination of Howe and Colin Garland. He does. He Do you does. think? He's like if they, he's like the love child of Howe and Colin Garland. In terms of how he plays and also in terms of like his face. Yeah. Yeah. I like him. I think he, he goes in hard at the ball. It's very unlucky he got injured yeah, in his first really game. Sad. But I think he'll probably come back. Hopefully. Um, yeah. So let's now award uh, what we call the Rowan Bale Award for the most underrated performer. <laughs> Aptly titled by Kieran, who is forever <laughs> Rowan Bale's, you know, figurative player sponsor. <laughs> One of the greatest moments of my life is when we went to Melbourne Fremantle in Darwin <laughs> and ran into Rowan Bale, my hero, um, at, outside of Cold Rock Ice Cream. Uh, I was just so tongue-tied. You were so nervous. I don't know what to say you to him. You were so nervous. You were like, <laughs> you didn't want to even go up to him. I didn't want to go up to him. I was terrified. You were just starstruck. Yeah, I don't think he's ever had anyone being star- starstruck around him. But <laughs> So he was quite confused by the whole thing as well. He's, he seems like a nice guy, though. He's though. a nice guy. I just liked him. I thought he was hard at it. He gave it everything. Great tackler. Great tackler. Uh, yeah. Played 50 very solid games for the club. <laughs> but our award for the Rowan Bale most underrated performance is Alex Neil Bullen, the nibbler. He was that underrated, to be honest. I thought his performance was quite rated Fine. by Goodwin and by Gorn. Fine. Well, he's an underrated member of our list, let's say. That's true. No I one's talking like... about Nibbler before the season. I like the Nibbler. I think he just hassles a bit. He, he just does a few things, you know. Yeah, he just does things. I the like ball it. comes the to ball him. Comes to him. Yeah. I he like takes it. shots. Sometimes they go in, sometimes they don't. But <laughs> stuff I just like happens. him. He's just a, he's yeah, he's a little tacker, isn't he? I just I've got a lot of time for the Nibbler. But does he stay in the team? Down the track, when players like Kent come back. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. And we'll get to that later, I guess, when we talk about the ins and outs. But that, that's the problem. I mean, I, he's going to have to keep producing week in, week out, because he's not a lock for the best of me, too. Um, right. Well, maybe now let's, um, let's turn to that. Let's, okay. let's, let's turn to the round two preview. So, in terms of the ins and outs, um, who do you think is going to come in this week? Will anyone come in this week? Well, let's think about who the outs are first. So, Joel Smith is out. Mm. So they're going to hopefully, well, maybe replace a defender. Um, Vince might be out, depending on whether or not he gets struck out by the MRP. I would say there's a reasonable chance. You think so? Behind the play, high contact. Yeah. It wasn't much impact, yeah. but oh, I don't know. I feel like that's that's Poor got line. one week written all over yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Well, say he gets out, then there's two spots up for grabs. And then the problem is, is it's hard to drop anyone because no one was bad in terms of output, don't you think? I mean, right. who would you drop, I guess? Oh. I don't know. It's really tough. I mean, so look, with Smith coming out, you just bring in a defender. Yeah. So I imagine you probably bring in a Frost, most likely. Well, do we need them? Because, I mean, against Carlton, they don't exactly have that many tall forward options. So do we even need a tall defender? Or are we fine with more of a 
just another midfielder who plays on the halfback flank? I'm not sure. Yeah, um, that that's a fair question. Uh, but I mean, look, so Carlton will have Casbolt up forward. Weedering. They'll have Weedering up forward, so that'll take uh, Tom and Oscar McDonald. Yeah. And then they'll probably put a resting Ruckman up forward. Um, Gorn could probably go with them. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we might not need another defender, but I just worry that if we get another injury in our defence, it's yeah. already pretty shaky. Our defence is quite shaky. And without Vince, I mean, Vince really held the defence together. Oh, 100%. So if we lose Vince, I think we definitely need um, a Frost or someone else. Yeah, that's probably true. So well, so let's have a look at then who are the potentials to come back in and I guess whose spots could they take? So there's Dom Tyson, who from all reports played well in the BFL. Tyson, I think, would probably have to come back in. But who would he come back in for? For Vince, I guess. Probably for Vince if he's suspended. If not... But if a... not, like if Vince is still there, I mean, whose spot would Tyson take? It's hard to it say. It feels harsh to drop like it... a Neil Bullen type, you know, given you... how well he did. You might, and this might sound a bit unfair, you might even drop Brayshaw. Really? Well, I mean, Brayshaw's an excellent player, don't get me wrong. But, I mean, Tyson is a pretty critical cog in our midfield. Yeah. Um... Brayshaw had a quietish game. Did he have that much of it? Did he have a quietish game? I mean, what rel- did he get? Relative to some of our other midfielders. Right. Relative to um, Jones, um, you know, Viney, Oliver, uh, and the rest of those players. I don't think you're going to drop Brayshaw. I don't think I don't think that will happen. I feel like he needs a little bit of continuity in his football as well. Right. I mean, he's just been chopping and stopping and starting for a bit the past, you know, the past year. So I feel like they'll give him a couple of games before they drop him. I feel like the problem is, is the people who are usually on the chopping block are the Neil Bullens of the world. But you can't drop him, given his performance. Right. So it's going to be a really interesting selection meeting this week to see who Goodwin and Co decide to, you know, to drop. Assuming that Vince is still in, who they who they decide to drop for Tyson. Yeah, that's completely right. Um, and then there's Dean Kent. Yeah. Who is one of our favourite players? We love you. Love Dean Kent. I love Dean Kent. Yeah. But um, I love Dean Kent too. He's um he applies good pressure. But then who do you drop? I mean, they can't get rid of Mitch Hannon now. I don't think so. But I mean Kent. He's a, he's a more established player. He's got a very strong record. I don't know. Do you just keep Kent in the reserves? Just It seems seems very harsh. It seems harsh, but at the same time, when the team's playing well, you can't just... And, the, and particular players are playing well. You can't just drop them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so maybe maybe you bring in Tyson for Vince, assuming he's out. You bring in Frost for Smith, and maybe that's it. Maybe Kent doesn't get it. Maybe just call it at that. And, yeah. Yeah, and Kent has to wait for Neil Bullen or Hannon to have a quiet game. Yeah. Well, that's exactly right. Or, or I mean, is Watts safe? Ah, uh, I mean, I think they'll, I think they'll persist with him. If you're gonna drop, if you're gonna drop Brayshaw, I'm sorry, you should. That doesn't make any sense, Kieran. Like, you're more willing to drop Brayshaw than you are, you know. You, you think? Sorry, I'm not explaining this properly, but you think that they'll drop, you know, Watts after they drop Brayshaw? No, no, I'm saying instead of dropping Brayshaw. Oh, instead of dropping Brayshaw, sorry. I mean, no, I don't think so. I think they'll give them both, like, a couple of weeks. I think so, too. But, I mean, clearly Goodwin is willing to drop Watts yeah. in certain circumstances. So, yeah. I would just say, I think he'll play, but I don't think he's necessarily a guaranteed starter. I agree with given, that. given the potential ins yeah. uh, coming in. Um, because Kent and Watts don't really play hugely dissimilar roles. Um, although, having said that, Watts does do Watts the backup Ruckman. Watts is now so if what you're right, so unless they bring in Jake Spencer, you'd say that Watts is safe. Uh, Watts is going to play. Yeah. I think there's no doubt about it. Right. I just don't know who they'll get rid of to get to bring in Kent. Right. So what's your tip for this week? Are we going to break the Carlton hoodoo? God knows uh, how we have a Carlton hoodoo. It's appalling. But... Look, I think we'll win. I, I think we should win comfortably. I think this team has matured, um, and I, I think we'll win. 
It's, it's at the MCG, know, round two. There's really, but then again, I did say this about Essendon last year. Round two at the MCG against yeah. a team with no players. And, you know, yeah. And Carlton played like absolute garbage last week. Yeah, they did. So you'd have to say that we should win by 30 points. Well, hopefully. I mean, I think our midfield is just a lot better than theirs. But right. right. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Well, that's it for um, week two of Deluded, round one. Uh, thanks very much for joining us. We'll be in your podcast feed a couple of days after every game. Uh, tweet us at Deluded, and we'd like to answer some listener questions, um, if you have any. Uh, and follow us on Instagram. Do we have an Instagram account, Nita? Not yet, but we soon will. Don't worry, I'll get onto that. At some point <laughs> in the future, follow us on Instagram. Yeah. Um, so thanks very much for joining us, and go Dees. Go Dees. <laughs>